Hello, everybody. Be back again. We're back and we're live. Uh, I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Dr. Nas. Hello, ladies. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> I can Ooh, take your place. Doctor, doctor. I can do, I'm doing surgeries now. Yeah. I'm prescribing meds. He's doing all the BBLs for all you ladies oh out there. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. Making you look like ants. All right. So. <laughs> and of course, we have our special guest today. She's an LCT. It's Vicky, everybody. Like LPC. LCT. I'm like, what's she, what the hell? She on PCP like, too? Damn, I'm like, what's that? That's new. LCT. I'll That's take right. it though if it pays more. Well, it doesn't. It's like close enough. Less. You actually it's have close. to pay us to say it. So oh. there you go. Uh, Broke. Well, try to get some money. Uh, this is a different <laughs> spectrums podcast, everybody, where we talk about movie shows and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Uh, also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Do it all. Share, subscribe. Let people know who we are, even though yeah. you probably don't want to know us in the first place. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to be talking about stepbrothers. So we're going to have a fun one today. Um, we're going to do two scenes from Step Brothers. Uh, one is how we talk about who, who's our best friends and how do we become each other's best friends. Sometimes it can be simple. Sometimes it can be complex. In this scene, it's very simple. Very simple. Uh, and then the next thing that we're going to talk about are job interviews where Dale and Brennan have a job interview. Or actually a couple job interviews. And so we're going to get into our own personal stories of job interviews and how we've just messed them up or, you know, just kind of are like, well, that sucked. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just yeah. walk out now. I'm going to go ahead and head out like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you get into the clips, Nas? Uh, I'm excited to talk about trials and tribulations uh, of job interviews. I'm excited to talk about. Uh, well, I got some, some, some tribulations, man. I got some realizations, some conflabulations. I got some st stuff to talk about. All the Asians. Yep. Because it is. It has <laughs> been. It's been a ride, boy. I'm telling you. It's. So uh, I'm excited to do that um, again. We've updated uh, some of the websites, some of the link trees. We got resources on there now and PDFs, mental health apps. It's all free to access. So go on to the link tree if you want. Go on to that stuff. I've also got my external uh, resource, Google Drive listed in any. It's got so much stuff. It's like literally a Google Palace for mental health uh, related issues. And then, of course, there's a tip jar. So it's all free, but we want some donations like church. I need some Titans. Uh, but in all seriousness, no, it does help us make more programming and more help. Uh, and, you know, if you don't, then, you know, Catholic guilt on you. So, really excited. <laughs> Let's get into this pod and have some fun uh, right after this commercial because we broke as hell. Yeah. Ten cents. <laughs> yeah. Booty whoop. 
<laughs> Alice, who's she talking? Not, not about sex or anything. I can't believe you hit Derek. I know, did you see the expression on his face? Yeah. That was cool. Listen, I know that we started out as foe. But after that courageous act that you showed me against the one they call Derek, maybe someday we could become friends. Friends who ride majestic, translucent steeds, shooting flaming arrows across the bridge of Hemdale. I would follow you into the mists of Avalon, if that's what you mean. Do you want to see something super cool that only three people have ever seen in their lifetimes? Okay, open your eyes. Whoa. See that black smudge right there on the blade? Yeah. Look at it closely. Pretty recognizable signature. No. Randy Jackson from American Idol. Why do you have Randy Jackson's autograph on a martial arts weapon? Because I bumped into him and all I had on me was this samurai sword, and you're not going to not get Randy Jackson's autograph, right? I would have done the exact same thing. Now, do you want to see something really cool? Of course. Turn off the lights. Industrial strength, night vision goggles. Holy Santa Claus shit. Can you imagine if we had these when we were 12? Even better. We got them when we're 40. You know, it's amazing. They're not that noticeable on your face. Right? Yeah. Ah! Ah! I can't believe I've been living here for two <laughs> weeks, and I'm walking around this place thinking I've got a huge doucher for a stepbrother. Secretly, you're not a doucher. Let's play a game, all right? On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. Good housekeeping. If you were a chick, who's the one guy you would sleep with? John, John Samos. Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Starting to like each other. I got a really bad feeling about this. <laughs> Sword fight! I know! Sword fight! Exactly the same! I was so What the hell's going on? Mom, Mr. Dobak. Okay, Dale and Please I were stop just... Stop calling me Mr. Dobak. Sorry. Okay, Mom, Dobak, we think it would be very prudent. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? Yes. Why are you guys so sweaty? All right, we've already figured out how to do this. The beds match up perfectly. And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. Please say yes. You don't need permission from us to build bunk beds. You're adults. You can do what you want. So... I'm not making myself clear. 
I don't give a fuck. Now, you both have several interviews tomorrow. I would think you'd be focused on that and not building bunk beds. <laughs> so... <laughs> no? Yes. Yes, Sweet. you can make fun. I knew it. Okay, you guys are not going to regret this. We're going to get so much more activities done. This is the funnest night ever. <laughs> this is so scary. How you doing over there? Really good. Okay. Did your son know anything about carpentry? No, not a... Not a did I hear a drill? Dale! Power tools. Dale, no power tools! Oh, what? No power tools! That is not your toothbrush. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, I'm all done anyway. We did it. We did it. It looked amazing. Look at that. That looks like what you would buy from a store. It should have been Look a at all this floor space. So Look much. Your aerobics in here. So many activities. Do step class. It's making my head spin how many activities we can do. Play army man. Yeah. This is how we do it. Da, 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 da. Hey, I never asked you. Yeah. You like guacamole? Oh! Oh, run! Oh, God! Run! Run! Dad, Nancy, it's bad. It's so bad. There's blood everywhere. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why did you let us do that? It's so bad! How would you describe that? Whoa. It's not so bad. Right. See? Ah! Put your beds back. Rumpus time is over. You got a big day tomorrow. You need your eight hours. Mr. Huff, Mr. Giner is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. Well, Brennan, you certainly have had a lot of jobs. I'm a bit of a spark plug and a human resources lady. Oh, oh no, it, it's actually, it's Pam. I'm sorry. Well, Pan. No, my name is Pam. Are you saying Pan or Pam? I'm saying Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry, who is this gentleman sitting behind you? Hello, Ms. Lady. I'm Dale. I'm Brennan's stepbrother, and I think I might be able to help with a Pan Pam dilemma. Yeah, that'd be great. Pam. 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 With an There's M. There's a D on the end. There's no D. It's Pam. It's like calm. Here, it's P. P-A-N-M. M-N-M. Two M's. M. That was the confusion. No, there's just one M. What do you say we interview you? All right, yes, that's a sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shot out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. Okay, first of all, I needed someone Wait, to Wait, shut, 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 shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I, oh, okay, I think we've had enough here. Shut, shut for here. one second. Shut, 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 shut your mouth. I needed someone Wait, to Wait, shut your mouth. Shut, shut, your, shut your mouth. I'm sorry? What did You're you just say? You're just coming say? off stupid. I'm coming off as stupid. You're wearing tuxedos to a job that requires you to clean bathrooms. Please leave this office. We're done with this interview. Do we get any sort of souvenir? Get out of my office! Yeah, I'm just looking to hire guys that I don't mind hanging out with for like 12 hours a day. You guys seem like cool guys. Got 
hair similar to mine. You wear tuxedos to the interview. That's funny. It's ironic. I get that. You're kind of underplaying the whole formality of it. I think that's funny as hell. So let's do this. You know, you guys are hired. You're in, you know, unless you're like the weirdest guys ever and I don't see it. Great. Was that a fart? I don't know. I can taste it. On my tongue. Okay, I'll be honest with you, I did fart. Is that onion? Onion and onion and ketchup. It stinks. This is a small room. Shit. Okay, now the tuxedos seem kind of fucked up. God, you're so... All right. We back again. Like hot sauce. All right, fair enough. It make no sense. I guess it comes out the other end. Get you twice. Get you going in, get you going out. There you go. See, your dumbness has some clarity in it. (laughs) It's like a circle. It's like a circle. Uh, All right, so a little background about Step Brothers, if you haven't seen it. If you haven't, shame on you. Shame on you. Um... Will Ferrell movie, obviously, um, all about these uh, this couple, the older couple that meet each other at like a convention, and then they fall in love, and they have these two sons who are in their forties and still live at home and are very dependent on their parents, <laughs> very dependent. Um, and so we have uh, Brennan and uh, Dale. And they both uh, meet each other for the first time. Don't like each other at all. Nope. Um, one would say one uh, put some genitalia on his uh, on one's drum set. Jesus. Uh, you know, for some people, that might be the ultimate disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Um, and, yeah, so they just fight all the time. And then uh, one day they just are like... Let's see if we like each other at all. And so that's the scene that we see. The first scene where are we about to be best friends right now? Yep. Yup. Yep. Yep. And there you go. Um, so just saw the scene. Um, what were both of your reactions? We can go into like reactions when you first saw it, or uh, if you can't remember, like what do you. What was your first reaction when you just saw it right now? Go ahead, Vic. I, for me, uh, is Dale the... Who's Dale? The one with the super curly hair? Not Will Ferrell. Uh, I think that is Dale, I believe. I yeah, believe it's... So. I can't take him serious because of his hairline. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's a big goof. Um, Damn. And can't I see him seriously. in like cartoon what's that uh cartoon network the the late night show stuff he's got a, he had a show on there oh okay. couldn't take him serious anyway yeah, um there's just a bunch of goofs like how they were just like are, are we best friends right now like so like the male bonding and then wanting to do all that stuff and you know um the bump bits is probably like the funniest scene ever in that movie that 
I think for me, the bed falling down Will Ferrell, that gets me every time. Because it's like, you guys are fucking idiots if you thought this was going to be structurally sound and nothing was going to happen. No one's going to not get hurt. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a lot of like just dumb humor, but um, I think for me, like where it starts to get funny is before they, they do the, the bump bed and they're like asking their parents, like, can we do this? Can we do this? And the dad's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> how many times do I have to say it? Like, I don't give a shit what you guys do. Get the fuck out of our room. Um, so I just thought that was kind of funny. And then uh, one thing that I drew from that, um, as being a parent, uh, it's like how the mom's so kind of like laissez-faire, like she goes with the flow and dad's kind of just like authoritarian, like, no, you guys are not going to do that. You guys are going to get jobs. You're going to do this X, Y, Z. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um her mom is chill, nonchalant, and the dad's like, get out of my room. Get out of my face. Yeah. So. Blunt. Yeah. That was my reaction. Very blunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, I forgot a lot of that. Right, I remember that one day. We go, well, are we friends now? <laughs> nah. Like, I remember that. Um, I don't remember all the other things. So to together. Some of my more innocent followers or clients or students that are watching this, no, I am whatever. so sorry. Fuck out of here. Whatever. <laughs> literally watched a show about crack. I think they'll be fine. Oh, well, we <laughs> watched a show about crack. <laughs> we didn't watch it. Uh, fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so it's okay. You know. You know. Just just fast forward. Well, technically, you've already seen it. So you know, just deal with it now. <laughs> Forward, I didn't say anything. What are you talking I'm jo- about? I'm joking. Sure, I'm joking. Sure. Um, so, uh, super funny, dude. I'm not gonna lie. So, we're gonna talk about it after you talk real quick. Um, hmm. but this is how dudes make friends, man. Like, they be like, you know, what are my man's doing right now, or what he's thinking about? He's thinking about chopping fucking Cheetos with a saber. I mean, hey, can't say it hasn't crossed my mind before. I'm trying to tell you, they're like, he's probably thinking about cheating on me or how I'm too ugly or this or that. Or it's like, no, he's literally thinking about making a bunk bed with his best friend and hoping he doesn't die. Yeah. Simple. <laughs> we're simple. We're simple people. Simple. We don't need complexities. We're filthy okay. animals. Yep. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Nick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's what I was thinking around. about. I just like how simple they were. Um, obviously, super freaking neurodivergent, uh, which leads me, you know, you always see these neurodivergent characters or they're coded neurodivergent on the spectrum, but none of the parents look to be on the spectrum at all. So it just seems like neurotypicals are having autistic kids, which is always kind of concerning for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, genetics. Oh, well, your mama or your daddy both got it now. So, um, so that, that's one theme that I saw that I didn't like. Other than that, completely fucking hilarious. Obviously, I was rolling in it. Uh, so it's like when you know you see a good you got a good mud pile, and you just want to roll in it. Where are you from? Like you're from? I never Michigan. feel that way. Nope. You're not from fucking okay. Alabama. Okay, okay. You, you see some. You see some purple cushion. You want to roll in it. All right, Spence, you go ahead and talk now. 
Jesus. Why I drop my peaches on you? <laughs> wow. He's ready right. for his interview. So, yeah, he's really ready. Um, yeah, it's just one of those iconic scenes. Literally, everyone can quote it. It's everyone. Like, you still hear it today, even if you haven't seen the movie. Like, everyone says, are we best friends? Do we just become best friends right now? Yeah. Yep. And the music. Um, Do you want to get yeah, married, bro? I mean, <laughs> or, wait a minute. That's always got to always got to go that. Yeah, maybe that was. Sorry, uh, I was too gay. Sorry. What? You? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think that, uh, yeah, it's it's just so easy for us to just bond with, like, the dumbest shit. But it's not dumb. Like, it's, you know, means some to us in some way. So we're just like, you know, even if it's, like, Legos or, you know, something like that, it doesn't really matter. Um because we'll always find a way to make sure that it's important to us in some way. Um, and kind of going off of what Vic said, I kind of have a question. So, um, so for men, you know, we have our ways of bonding. Um, how would you say, you know, how do you bond with other women? Like, what do you kind of like talk about or specifically to you? You don't have to talk about just women in general, but you can. Yeah. Um, I want you to speak for all the white women. You are up. You said white women? I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, you fucked up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, for me personally, it takes a lot for me to like speak to a, a person, a, another female that I don't know. Um, even like for me, it's weird. Like when another woman compliments me, it's weird because it's like, are you being funny or are you being sincere? Oh my so, god! I kind of. No, seriously, like, and there, there's reasons behind that because I've been teased about, I used to get teased by boys in middle school and elementary school from like fourth grade to seventh grade because I had a big ass gap and I was always a skinny girl with no boobs, no ass. So I get teased about a lot of stuff. Jesus. So when I, when I say like, yep. I get compliments from random women, like I, I wore something the other day and I was out and this lady was like, oh, I like, it was yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. I wore this green top and the shoulders were kind of cut out and she was, it was a waitress. She was like, I really love your top. And I was like, thank you. And it was just like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Like it's hard for me to take a compliment without it having some underlining meaning to it. But anyway, to answer your question, she, wait a Spence, minute. You were like, she was like, I like your top. You're like, how fucking dare you? You bitch. I just wanted a tip. <laughs> Jesus. God. No, it was, it was a random waitress. It wasn't our waitress. It was just, she was just walking past. She's like, I really love your top. And I was like, thank you. You're like, I'm um, taken. Jesus. <laughs> My God. So do you think that you have more of a connection with like men or do you connect more with women then? I feel like I connect more with men. Because okay. it's not an expectation. Like I could chill with the bros and I'm not worried about having to look a certain way or be a certain way or be feminine. I can be me. I can be both feminine and masculine. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a story I just shared with you guys, yeah, I had a, a training um, last week, a two day training. And um, I have a cousin that has stage four cancer, so she can't tend to my hair like she used to. So I've been like on the prowl, like I need to find a sister like lactician. So when I saw this older woman and she has really long, healthy looking locks, I was like, are those sister locks? 
works. Like I knew a sister likes, but I just wanted to spark that conversation. She was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, um, who's your stylist? You know? And then she was like, oh, she's in Farmington Hills, but I don't know if she's accepting anyone, but I can pass your information along. And I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. Like it's really hard to find someone who has my hairstyle and yep. someone who's good at it. Like her hair is really maintained. So she's like, I'll get your information. I'll share it. And she'll probably have a couple questions. And I was like, thanks. I appreciate it. And so that turned into like a, a network connection and, you know, things like, so it might be like hair, it might be fashion. It might be, oh, your shoes are really cute or your dress. Like when I go out, I get really fancy and I have, it's the weirdest thing ever. I have a lot of girls that tell me like, oh my God, you're so cute. Or your, your dress or outfit. And I'm just like, thanks. Like it's weird. It's hard don't for get me to twisted. accept compliments from from the other side. I was gonna say you don't get twisted, Vic. Like when you get when you get dolled up, let me let me let scratch you. I got to go out. I go out. I like to look cute. <laughs> so. Which that kind of makes me feel uh, that that remind me when I went out with uh, Stephanie for her brother's birthday last last year, and I got all dressed up because it was his birthday, and I was like, "It's my birthday too," and I like to look nice, and I was like, "I feel like I overdressed for the occasion because it was oh, my I birthday party." Yep. Yeah, I, I have a tendency to do that, and I go out for other people's birthdays, I for events, I get more dressed up than they are, but it's not like I do it on purpose. It's like this is yeah. what I picked out to go out and. This bitch one, everybody's gonna look better than me on my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you think you look good, huh? You oh, okay, yeah. You think you look better than me? I'm about to kick your ass out of here. This is why I'm trying to look better on the street, uh, are you? This is why I'm fucking with me. Yes, that happens. Jesus. So, I'm not know. gonna lie, the, the jumpsuit today, I know, I, I, like, some, I like some masculine. The jumpsuit, the tracksuit you got on today oh is is beautiful. God. I don't this, know what it is. Uh huh. It's a, I really like when a woman. It's has just a, a top. Bulge. Michelle gave me this top. It's Ohio. <laughs> oh, because it's Ohio State. No, it's just you know I, I like athletic wear. I don't know. I'm gonna stop talking. Yeah, I wore this to work today. I was like, I'm gonna wear some black <laughs> casual pants and this top, and I had this I, one I, over top of it. <laughs> I like a woman with strong shoulders, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I like I like them you know the Michelle Obama back. I like a hairy back. I don't have a hairy back. No, that's too far. No, she ain't got it. <laughs> we're uh, we're saying he likes men. All right, that's what we're saying. Here. That's what we're alluding. Oh, you like to. the broad Jesus shoulders. Christ. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. I can't. I don't do that for you then. We're gonna we're gonna pivot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always seem to go back into your, your sexuality at some point. That's it. I'm just hungry. So, uh, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, my face hurts. Uh, some people watching this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so many tangents. <laughs> so many tangents. Well, you know. Uh, all right, let's get into yeah. advertising some of this real quick. Let's there. Let's 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 lick this pig. Lick this pig. What I think I'm supposed to say skin the cat. Weird sayings. Oh no, man! I, I had a stroke earlier. Yeah, it's a new one. The kids are saying it. Let's lick this pig. 
Wow. <laughs> the fact that you repeated it. You're just so hungry that you're just like, I'll lick a pig right now. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. The bacon Doesn't does sound bacon. good right about now. See? Yeah, well, he, it's alive still. So Someone say steak? <laughs> no, mistake. Oh, okay. Uh, specifically friends. Yes. Yeah. So, right, you were talking, you asked her, you know, what's the difference? I know for me, uh, I always see this, uh, I see this meme or video on reels where it's like a dude will see in the gym or walking by or at the basketball court. Me and Spence have already talked about this. You know, you, you, you mm. see him, you notice him. A couple more times, you notice him. Two months go by, you notice him. You might give him a little nut. Oh, yeah, what up, bro? And then, you know, two more months go by. Like, uh, yeah, it takes a while. And then you're like, uh, oh, 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 what up, baby? <laughs> and then you, <laughs> you do that. Yeah. Like, my name is John. What are you talking about? <laughs> you look like a Bobby motherfucker. <laughs> you look like the motherfucker I know named Bobby. Yeah, yeah good dudes. Uh huh. You you know Bobby? Oh, I'm sure you know Bobby. Um. So usually you exchange something. You might say what's up or dap each other up, right? You might have a small talk. And then you might four lift. months though. Uh, it's a yeah. it's a progression. It's a progression, and then it, take you, a while. it takes mm. a while. Then you talk. You may then you talk a little bit further. You may work out together. You may hoop together, and then after you do that a few times, now you may go out to eat afterwards, or you might go. You know, hey man, what are you doing on Saturday? Like I'm hanging out with these people. So that's a long progression. It's not a very quick progression. So it's like courting. Yes, it's like legit full wow. on dating, just without the you know the 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 the, 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 the stuff. <laughs> without the stuff yeah uh without the penetration no oh. tongue no penetration <laughs> um but it is like a weird kind of meat meat cute type of thing so i had told people on the pod before by this dude who cut in on my on my lifting set and then i, I hey man i about to whip his ass hey man what are you doing and he's like, you want to lift it, uh, hop in with me? I'm like, you hop in with me. This is my shit first. Um, Wait, so what were you doing? We were working out. We were working out. So we were lifting in the weights and then we were working out. So then we lifted together and then we finished the whole lift together. And then now every time we see each other, we say, what's up? And then right, and then you end up, I end up driving my man's home. Then we end up getting food eventually. After a while, yeah, he had to walk. He ain't got no car. Uh, he's an international student. It's hard for them to have cars on campus. Uh, uh -huh. So I took him to this crib and then we ended up talking. We ended up grabbing food once or twice. But then, you know, things are busy now for me and him, so we ain't lifting that much. But there is like a courtship and an evolution. Uh, it's kind of how it was with Spence, too. I didn't just start kicking with him immediately. He was like slowly talking, slowly talking and laughing. And, you know, and then we was hooping a little bit. Then you hoop a little bit more. And then you go grab, you know, some Chinese food. It's always got to be Chinese food. If you ain't, your friend ain't going to get Chinese food with you. Ain't no real friend. He ain't really a friend. No, you don't, you don't know that motherfucker. Mm -mm. So I'm curious, uh, were you benching or doing squats, leg press? Uh, like... No, this was uh this was a a back machine where you're rowing it. Uh yeah. I just walked up on him on the treadmill, like, I got you, boy. Started cupping his ass, took me on, I got you. <laughs> Fall into me. If you uh, need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I know that's how it is with me with a lot of people. It's, it's a lot of the small talk. You have to make sure that they're safe and assess, um, mm -hmm. personally, 
if it's in an appropriate place, I'll act a little goofy and funny like my normal self. But if it's in a weight pit, you're not acting too goofy because you you, you got to be cautious and careful because you don't want to get hurt or they get hurt. Uh, so you're just talking commonalities, like Spence said. Um, and so that's how it happens with me. Uh, I just talk, be myself. And then you see someone matches your weird. I always tell this to clients, students. If you're always masking, you're going to meet people that like the mask. If you unmask, then you are going to meet one weird son of a gun. That's going to be like, oh, mm. shit, I like you. And you're going to be like, oh, shit, I, I see that you like me. And I like you being weird, too. Want to go be weird together and go lift some weights and eat some pizza? Oh, for real? Oh, shit, let's do it. Um, that's how it works. So it's weird you say that because the lady that I told you guys about, she's like, so how's the work environment? And I was like, well, I'm the only one. So I said, yeah, you know, I can just come in, do my own thing, I stay to myself. Yep. I don't really participate in extracurricular activities. And she was like, I'm the same way. And I was like, she's an older me. She gets it. Yeah. And it was just like that bond, like everything I said, it was matching. And I was just like, I want her to work with me. Yep. I need another person that looks like me that I can see every day and that gets and sees all this dumb shit that goes on. See, if you were a 300-pound dude, you'd ask her to Chinese food. It's a progression, right? It's a progression. So yours is you're going to, like, I don't know, go do something. I don't know what women do. The long walks in a park? I don't know. Long walks in the park. I've done that before with coworkers. I'm not wrong. I've done that before. I've done that. But I would prefer to eat over walking. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, You know, today's a very sassy pod. Very soul food. Yep, grab some food, coffee. I feel like it's very Mm -hmm. common. Uh, Some pastries. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I usually have people just come to the crib when I know they're safe. I'm like, all right, I ain't spending all this crazy cash. I'm going to make something yeah. on the grill. We're going to drink, have a good time here at the crib. Mm-hmm. Let's save some money. Wait, I'm going to so buy all this you, shit. What do you cook? You can cook? Uh, it, well, I mean, we grill something up, and then we cook. yeah, we grill some stuff <laughs> up. And then if it happens to be fully cooked and we live, it's a good day. Happens to be fully cooked. Let's take the high risk. I'm going to burn the shit out of some steaks. I'm like, yeah, damn. Yeah, so leave the burnt <laughs> or they're still moving. <laughs> The burnt or moon. Yeah, damn. Yep. What'd the cow do to you? Fucking hell. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so it, it's different. Well, I wanted to make sure that it's different with both genders. It's going to be different with uh, all types of folks, different cultural pockets, uh, different identities, different folks are going to have different ways of communicating and expressing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the way that me and Spence may do it in more of an athletic way and then an eating way with all my friends, it's going to be different than other folks that might want to do some more nerdy stuff, play video games. Maybe they want to do some more arts and craftsy stuff. Maybe they want to read together. I don't know. Maybe they want to go to a festival and like a concert together. It takes more time for me to trust you to go to probably a concert. I'd rather, you know, eat. I ain't trying to like, you know, you just leave my ass there. I'll leave you there. I'll leave your ass there real quick. Um, So, I mean, there's, there's all types of pockets. So specifically neurodivergent folks is, is this is the question is, is where? Where do you make these friends? Or like some of my women I'm working with now that are older and they're, they're getting in their 30s now and they're working professionals in like, uh, yeah, their 30s, 40s. That's older. Like, where do, that's older. That's Man, older than my normal 19. Old. Older than 19. Shit. I'm thinking, when you say older, I'm thinking like 50, 60, 30, we're old. we old? Yeah, we're old. We're, 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 we're old. Damn. Yeah. I didn't get the memo. 
And they'll be like, Nas, where do I make these friends? Or where do I find like romantic partners and this and that? And they'd always be like, I wish they just like show up. And I'm like, mm, rephrase that. That doesn't happen. Well, well, that doesn't happen. Also, if motherfucker just shows up in your house, run. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, hey, Timothy. <laughs> hey, welcome. I didn't know you were coming in. <laughs> yeah. You know, Bobby? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The door's locked. I don't get how you got in. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. Surprise, I've been living in the attic for three years. Well, okay. Uh, uh, uh. Do you know where I left my keys? Because I'm out to you. go. Um, yeah, just been watching you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Taking any good pictures? Um, oh, my God. But in, <laughs> but in all seriousness, they're not just going to show up. So that means that you have to go out. So that means that you have to find and identify places that there will be people. Uh, so what are those intersections that you may hold that you can go out in public? Uh, so find out some of the hobbies, different things that you do, go meet some people, or do you just need to be in a public setting, like a cafe, meet some people? Do you like to go into a pub? I don't really like the pub, uh, but like people like to go there, uh, or clubs and this and that, or maybe you do what some of my other clients did. They get on this app called meetup. And so they do things in the community and you just meet up with a bunch of folks in the community, and it's like a community thing. It's not like one person. It's like a community thing. Do you want to go on Bumble and, and set it to friends? Because you can. All right. My fat clients do it. Colin, well, Colin's wife made him do it. Uh, I've had a couple clients yeah. do that, like uh, India. Yep. And she was just like, yeah, I met this one chick in, in Lansing, and it just wasn't right. And I was like, all right, we'll go back to the drawing board. She eventually found, you know, a couple friends, but I thought it was interesting. It was almost like dating in a sense. I mean, that's what friendship is. It's kind of this non-romantic kind of courtship. Um, you'd be surprised at how many clients I work with where they'd be like, oh, man, I wish I could just like date my best friend. I'm like, girl, who you telling? Mm. Well, yeah, say something. Works out. Who, me? Yeah. I mean, Colin's already married, but you know, I could try. Well, get down on. You have to discuss that with him and his wife. Yeah, well, you know, she'll be out to pitch you soon. You know, it's weird though. Whoa. I feel like he might say yes. Oh, Jesus. Colin be like, "You take care of me." I'll be like, "Nope." <laughs> Will you help me when I'm in need? Nah. Nah, I'll be nah. in the bathroom pooping. Jesus. Um, but you have to find these places. Uh. So you can meet people mm -hmm. exercising, working out, reading. You can join things, classes, art, pottery, whatever it is. Just get out and do some stuff. You will find people. Maybe you're going to find people on the internet. To me, that's kind of sus because you know, I don't really trust people on the internet. Uh, but there's ways you have to put yourself out there. Um, so funny thing is I've been working with some clients and they're like, I don't know why people don't come up to me. I got resting bitch face. And I'm like, that so would be number one. So yeah, that's one of them. But also then I started to dissect. Why is it always like that? Is it just like that? Is it that you're unhappy? Well, some of my clients, I found out that there's some obviously anxiety issues or depression issues. And thus it's just hard to focus on being more presentable, but some of them have uh, like medical history issues with like severe and chronic pain issues. So you're mm -hmm. not going to be happy when you're in fucking pain the entire time, unless you're it's not going to be. Your face. 
Yeah, and it's going to show through your face, and then men may not want to come up to you to date or to talk, and then other people won't want to come up to you because you don't look approachable. And people are only going to come up to you if you look approachable, whether it's dating or not. They got to have some in. They got to be like, we only do things if they're absolutes. That is so true. I've had I've had men over the years say, "Where are you from?" Like, you should smile. You're so beautiful. And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm here minding my business. Do I really have RBF that bad?" And I do when I'm in public. So when I'm doing therapy or intakes, I try to be conscious of how my facial expression is, even if I have a mask on, because it's like people read that shit and they'd be like, "They do, doctor." They do. I present more bubbly, uh, depending on the client and caseload. But if I'm like intently focused, I usually have my hand like this. I'm just locked in. Uh, and I'm not saying everyone should smile. I'm saying that there's certain ways to do this when you make eye contact or just a simple nod to say hello to mm-hmm. people, uh, just to be more friendly. Uh, all right. Spence, I'm going to kick this to you. Do you know about any other differences when it comes to men and women or just in general? And you can just speak about your truth and how you meet friends. Cause right. You've got friends. And so how have you got more than I do. So how'd you make these friends? Did it just randomly happen or were you both just balling or did both of you just, I'm not even going to go there. I was going to go drum set. I was going to go drum set. I'm not going there. Not um, so much. Do you play the drums or something? Uh, my dad does. So. Oh, there you go. Yes. This is what you get, Dad. So how did you notice did it, it, it work? Uh, well, for me, um, it's usually been through, like, school, stuff Facts. like that. Um, yeah, usually through school. And uh, my friends, we usually connect. Um, we have some type of connection, uh, like me and my friend Cleo. Uh, we've known each other since like middle school slash high school. And uh, we go to concerts all the time together because we love the same music. Um, we, um, you know, we both love uh, sneakers, buying them, collecting them, uh, playing basketball, playing video games. So we have all like, we have really good connections. Um, and um, we met through school and we just kind of, you know, went from there and we're like, I think more, I think we probably have grown into better friends after high school. Um, Cause then we went to concerts together and we kind of, you know, Money. developed more of like a trust, like, Oh, I can really like really yep. trust this dude. Like we were friends before, but we never really hung out outside of school um, and stuff like that. So um, I think we really grew into a friendship cause we're both kind of just very chill and we, you know, don't, don't do too much. We're not very you're, extra. You're not wild. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I really love that. Um, cause then I don't have to like put on a front neck, like I'm, you know, this wild, crazy dude and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, I've met, actually, I met a few people through him that I'm actually really cool with now. Cause they're, they're all kind of chill. Um, when it comes to women, usually I'm friends with them more on like, um, like an emotional level or slash like more of like, a you know, like they can take my humor usually. Um, and that's how I usually kind of um, test my friendships with any type of like woman that I'm cool with. Um, if, if they can really, you know, handle my, uh, my jokes and my personality, um, I'll be cool with you. Um, and then I'll hang out with you. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's been kind of my deal. Um, and honestly, when it comes to like, I don't, when it comes to things I don't really like, when it comes to friends, it's like, I don't like somebody like who exceptionally tries to become my friend. That's not, I just, I just don't like that. I don't like it. Like, you know, if it, it works, it works. Yeah. Like, I don't need somebody being like, Hey, we should hang out. I'm like, I don't even know you. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, chill, chill, bro. Chill. I get people that push really hard sometimes. I'm like, nah, man, nah. we ain't got no similarities yeah. in anything. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, I, I get I'm funny, but thing. like, calm down, man. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. That doesn't happen like all the fucking time. True. true. But at the, you know, when it does happen, I'm kind of like, well, maybe you should calm it down a little bit. Cause me personally, I like to take my time, make sure that, you know, our, our like actual um, personalities connect in <laughs> some vibe. way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And usually the vibe check doesn't, you don't pass a vibe check if you're constantly trying to like add me on something yep. um, like Facebook and shit. And I'm just like, dog, I, if, if I want to add you on Facebook, I'll add you. Calm down. Calm down. See, I vibe with a lot of humans, but just because right. I vibe with you doesn't mean that I want to like be around you all the time or hang out on an extended period of time. There's right. a different type of vibe. So you may vibe with one of my identities or personalities or the mm-hmm. mask that I'm wearing in that moment, but not the one mm-hmm. where I just want to chill and eat. Uh, and that's why I think so our friendship kind of worked out. Like, we didn't really push each other to do shit. Like, we kind of yeah. just were like, yeah, man, do you want to, like, go get some food or something? Like, yeah, sure. Let's go. You know, my big ass. I'm like, well, you know. No, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. I'm going to give you three choices now. Chinese food, <laughs> Chinese food, Chinese food. Dainu or <laughs> Little Caesars. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can get deep dip pizza. <laughs> deep, deep Detroit style. Like, yep. oh, it's just fried bread. <laughs> <laughs> fried bread. <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, I ain't never been more turned down in my life right now, boy. Got <laughs> <laughs> them good going. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, valid points. It's a lot of similarities, and what are your identities that you hold? Can you be comfortable? Uh, can you be mm-hmm. awkward, funny, personable? Do you feel safe? If you don't feel right. some of those things, you're not going to want to speak. Um, and so I know not a neurodivergent folks struggle with small talk. Mm-hmm. I hate it and it's stupid and this and this and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, homie, but the only way that you get to like the real stuff is through the small talk of getting to know them and see like if they're okay. And I'm like, yeah. you ain't even, what you talking about deep? Like everyone's talking about, I'm on a deep connection. Like, shut up. That sounds stupid. I don't ever say that. <laughs> Like, what you want to do? Trade trauma for trauma? Like, that's not what you. That's not deep. Uh, deep is mm-hmm. like just having extended conversations about multiple things, like interests, yeah. loves, passions, uh, creativity. Uh, you know, maybe there's a little bit of sadness and anxiety in there, but that's usually later on. Uh, deep should not be mistaken for trauma or like really hard emotions. Um, Deep is just an extended talk when you're hanging with someone and it lasts two, three, four hours. Small talk yeah. to me is only the time frame of which you talk. Because small talk with me can go, you know, a few minutes. I know a f- few bullshit lines to say because, like, they're memorized. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if I start asking you questions and I'm like, if I keep asking you questions, that's because I'm interested. To me, that's right. deep. Uh, well, and so you I- don't want to, like, like how how unattractive is it? to just 
put on like your traumas and things like that. Like first time meeting somebody like that's just, not only is it unattractive, just, it's actually very unhealthy. And that's a red flag. That's yeah. not a green flag. That's a red flag. Uh, yeah. Well, to talk about your own harmful things that have going on and all that, that's just too much to trauma dumping on someone. Or as yeah. I said on Instagram the other day, telling people my lore. Mm, uh, lore. Yeah. What's uh, lore? What's my lore? Uh, so that, that's well, just not you healthy. You don't want to be an interview, though. Like, you don't want something yep. to just be an interview. You want it to be a conversation. Yeah. That's how in, like, the best interviewers ever have conversations. It's not just like, well, what happened to you during this? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know what my you. ass? I'll be asking some questions, boy. But if I'm having fun, I'm just talking shit. If I'm in a weight pit, it's not yeah. a deep talk. It's just small talk. And then we're yeah. usually talking about, you know, nutrition, lifting, uh, clothing, uh, mm -hmm. things like that. Stress. Stress. Not anxiety and depression. Stress. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's now, what about the opposite things. sex? So when I'm working with women, it's I treat everyone pretty much the same. The only thing I tone back is maybe some of the humor and the sarcasm and the jabs. Um, no, I mean, it's friendships. So uh, with opposite sex. Oh, so if it's men and women um, or whatever, whatever gender it is. Um, it, it, it's, it's I have a friend. Guys, I have a friend that thinks I'm always trying to psychoanalyze them. And I'm like, dude, I'm just asking, like, you like to ask questions. Doing? No, you, you, you love to ask questions. And so I think a lot of people <laughs> may take that offensive. But it's like, that's I, for a person that doesn't open up a lot. It's like, I'm not just going to hold the phone in silence. It's like, dude, we, what have you been up to? Oh, nothing. nothing They're just not like, a talker then maybe, uh, because you do, do like talk. to ask questions. Oh, they do. They do talk. They well, just they don't talk. like to be probed. That part. Got it. They so, feel like they're being probed, and it's like I'm just making basic conversation. Yeah, so that's them getting in their own insecurities, and they're probably holding some things that they don't want people to know because they're embarrassed. Mm. So, like, you can psychoanalyze them being worried that you're psych psychoanalyzing them because that's a whole thing. Uh, and without a doubt, if I'm talking to you, I'm psychoanalyzing you, period. I've been doing that since I was a kid, not because I have the degree. Because I'm looking for safety. I'm looking to make sure that you're a good human to be around. And so I see everything. Every little micro expression, all of it, it's getting sucked in uh, to my brain as a data point. But that person, right? I mean, I'll answer some questions. I don't care. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, they're probably a little scared. With the opposite genders. That's uh, uh, so I tell my young men all the time. I said, you need to stop putting women on a pedestal. You're so anxious and scared around women you know, that there's something that you need to obtain, something that, that you want to have or possess. It's too much, and there's too much in it. You're just having a simple conversation mm -hmm. and talking about stuff. You're treating them just as if there was another human, not that there was someone that you wanted to have sex with or someone that you, you, know, you want to have feelings towards. And then now there's too much pressure. Now it's weird. Now you're weird. Uh, it's, it's too much. And I say this, don't get it twisted, because I get nervous... When I'm talking to uh, certain women, because I'm like, God damn, you're attractive. Uh, like today, like when I got my blood pressure done today, she's like, oh, yeah, blood pressure a little high. I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah. You can make it higher. What? Yeah, I remember. I remember an undergrad. I remember an undergrad day we were in class and they were taking my blood pressure. 
And gorgeous woman took my blood pressure. She's like, damn. <laughs> she was like 180. It's because of you. It's of you. And then my, she was like, I, I hope think you didn't I'm... have a boner because that would have been embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> no. I don't think I did. No. I mean, I'm sitting in class with like 50 other people, but okay. Um, was your dick? <laughs> my professor walks over. He's like, oh, let me take it. Let me take it. And he's like, no, it's fine. It's completely normal. And I'm like, yeah, man, because you ain't her. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying not to smell bad by just sitting here. <laughs> I don't know how you try not to smell bad, but I was trying. What? Like, let, me, let me not breathe on her. Hey. How are oh, you? This is going up. <laughs> um, I, I, I get nervous around some folks because I'm like, this person's awesome. Uh, but not usually always around attraction now uh, at, at this stage in life. It's mostly when I find someone that is attractive to me, but then their personality is like a legit thing. I'm like, oh my God. Ugh. And that rarely happens. And then I'll like get hella obsessive. I'll be like, so <laughs> you shall be mine. <laughs> shall possess your closet later? <laughs> yeah. But going dancing. Be your closet yeah. Um, oh shit. I'm telling you. So that's the biggest thing is is taking down the expectations. Uh taking down the anxieties. It's usually my boys that are screwing up, not so much my girls. My girls are usually worried that if they become friends uh with right other folks, other genders, that they will be hit on. That the other boy will catch feelings and they'll be like, I'm just being nice. And then they'll start, you know, getting attracted to me and start getting on me. I, most of the time, that's true, because most of the dudes really don't get talked to from a lot of girls. And thus, if one girl shows attraction, then the dude's like, oh, maybe she likes me. Like, now she's just being nice. So, like, me and Spence, we run into that issue a lot, too, because we tend to be nicer people. And then people will mm -hmm. think that we're being, like, we're attracted to them and we're just being nice. Um, you, like, conceded much? So That tends to be a thing. Uh my girls are usually just worried that they're going to be, and then they have to be on guard. Um, it's, 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 it's a thing. Uh, so that tends to be the bigger worry than actually making friends uh, with the opposite gender. Where are we at? So I talked a lot about proximity, or I didn't talk about what I'm talking about now. Proximity is a thing. You need to be in proximity to make friends. I'm not the firmest believer in long-distance things. You need to experience them. Go out and do things. Have fun, right? Uh, can you have fun on Zoom and shit like that? Yeah, but it's not the same as an in person. The efficacy singles is not for as therapy. Good. Singles for therapy. The efficacy is not as good. Uh, and as we know, men, especially neurodivergent men, might be really hard to make friends later in life because in school, like Spence said, you're around everyone, you're meeting people, you're almost forced to make friends. As you get older, you mm -hmm. work in your job, you go home, it's very isolating. And so that leads to the higher suicide rates with men as they middle age. There's a lot of other things that play into that too in correlations. But women can still make friends and go do things because it's not, it's feminine to go make friends and to do things and to join meetup clubs and to do yoga and exercise things. Uh, and so men won't do it. Mm -hmm. We won't do it, especially... Uh, some of my very proud masculine boys, and then especially some of my very anxious, very nerdy dudes, they'll just sit in their house. It's comfortable, so they avoid. Uh, so that's some of the stuff. Uh, we'll get into maybe some more treatment planning towards the end. Uh, okay. Let's introduce the other scene and chat about that.
Yes. So, second scene. Um, all about job interviews. So, so um, I believe it's Brennan's, no, Dale's um, dad um, makes both Dale and Brennan get jobs because they're 40 years old and they don't work. So, <laughs> they need jobs um, or else they're going to get kicked out of the house. And so, they go on the go on a few interviews and it uh doesn't go exactly to plan no. um and so um yeah so then we kind of see it um have any of you had interviews this <laughs> that went that bad before um, anyone Vic, you got if you got any necessarily team. bad but okay. i end up unknowingly applying for a position that would be like going into um, AFC homes and like making sure that they're adhering to the mental health code. And I was like, yeah, no, like I have no experience with this job, but I'll interview for it. Um, and they told me about it, like during the interview, like this is what the position entails. I'm like, that's definitely not what was in the job description, but here we are. So I said, you know, I don't have any experience that you're, you know, speaking of, or, you know, just like, can you tell me about any experience? I was like, I, to be frank, I don't have any, like, but I'm willing to learn. Um, so I felt like I wasted my time and their time because it was, Valid. you know, it just wasn't justified based on the job description that I, I did apply for. Um, and in a previous job, weeks prior to that one, they were like very in my ass, like define mental health code for Michigan. I'm like, I may have read it once. Yeah, it's a lot of shit to cover. But they were looking for a specific person with qualifications and, you know, I didn't get the job, but I got the experience. So, um, I have to say that was probably like the one, the first one I mentioned, like the one I bombed, I was just like, I really feel like I shouldn't have done this interview. I wish I would have known because I would never waste the HR and the other people that, you know, they interviewed me. They could have been interviewing a different candidate, someone more qualified, but it's like, it's fine. Yeah. So. It was probably only 30 minutes to an hour, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. But yeah, you live yeah. and you learn and it's still good data because every interview makes you more knowledgeable on what's going to be asked. You get more comfortable with those questions, right? It becomes almost mm -hmm. routine. And so the more interviews you do, the better you get at them. You learn the code. Um, Spence, I'm going to let you go with a, a tragedy story and then I'll go. Because uh, I've got many of them because right out of school, I yeah. went on a fucking buttload of them. Yeah, I've had so many interviews where I'm like in the middle. I'm just like, I'm not. Why am I doing this right now? Like, I just wanted to hang up the phone because it was a phone interview. Just being like, mm. click, like, I'm not getting it anyways. Who cares? Um yeah, I mean, I've had, ah, oh God, I've had so many interviews where it goes just terribly because I'm like, I was not prepared for that shit. <laughs> I was not prepared at all. Um, I, uh, man, because sometimes they just, they don't ask some of the basic questions. Like, even if it's like the most innocent, like, question that you can ask, just like, tell me about you. I'm like, fuck, what do I say? <laughs> 
Because I like turtles. Because at the same time, it's like, do you want to know me personal on a personal level, or do you want me to, or how it relates to the job and how it can go from there, right? And that's yep. like kind of the thing I get stuck into because I'm like, you asking me about me or just my career? Because sometimes, yep. sometimes they do ask it in a way they're like, well, like, what are you, you know, what are your uh, interests? What do you like to do and all that stuff? So, like, do you want me to BS you right now, or do you want the truth? I know. Yep. And a lot of the time, they want the BS. So for me, also, is that I I overthink things a lot, especially even if I the answer I have is could be simple. Um, and then I have so many things on my mind that I could answer to that I just am like, spam. And you're like, what? Sim. Sim. So, I don't know. For me, it's like I don't really have just one. I have so many. Like, they all just mush together where I'm on the phone. And I'm just like, this is fucking going terribly. Why am I still on this call? Why am I still talking to this person? I know I'm not going to get it. I remember being, uh, Spence was on an interview while we were in the car. And, you know, she was asking him. <laughs> When we were in Daytona, and she's asking him, you know, hey, you got any medical experience with like surgery stuff? And he's like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. You've been in the operating room, and I'm like, you look at my fucking resume. It's I've never retail. been in the operating room. I like, I don't know any of the stuff. The thing said you didn't have to have an experience, so he applies for it. And yeah. so, you know, I slid him a few things to say, but like, there's no way you can recover from that and so that you seem incompetent in that moment but that's because there is no competency in that subject no. and i was just like he answered as best as he could and i'm like well, you're yeah. not getting that fucking job <laughs> yeah no because you have no idea about surgical equipment go figure it's all about surgical equipment <laughs> they would have to have knowledge of like medical terminology i would assume well, they yeah, wanted it's like him have experience they wanted experience yeah, they had like zero to like one year's experience, and then they're like, "Do you have operating room experience?" I'm like, what the fuck? Who who has that? Yes, like, who has no experience. Who has it Did in sales? Like, operating room. Yeah, it's like a sales position. How many salesmen do you know that are in the operating room unless they're already selling operating equipment? Those people do. They actually go into it and they're yeah. like, "This is how it works." Yep. And it's yeah, I mean, so it's it definitely have been a good job for me, but no, you know. it was it was funny. Uh, it's like Jesus. Um, yeah, that was one funny story when we were on our trip last year. Um, yeah, dude, I remember one specific. Uh, I've got the horrific one where I had like horrible anxiety attacks and like they hated me and it was just like just mean as individuals, mm -hmm. pretty racist too out in, uh, at a school out in Maryland when they flew me out in 2016. But here's a funnier one. I was doing some interviews when I was trying to leave St. Mary's like 2019. Spring of 2019, I was doing interviews, yes. And uh, I didn't get any jobs because I wasn't fully licensed yet because I wasn't going to be fully licensed until like the following uh, year. I thought that we counted my hours wrong and I couldn't apply for my licensure exam. So I was applying for jobs, assuming that I was going to get licensed. And uh, so I couldn't get any, but I got a lot of interviews, talked to a lot of people. My resume is awesome. Everyone wants to hire me because my resume and I'm a dude of color. There is none therapists that are that. So mm -hmm. I, I literally, anything I apply to, I pretty much get in. 
And then it's always, well, are you fully licensed and how long would it take? And then pff, that's an automatic disqualifier because you're not fully licensed. Mm. Uh, so they don't want to hire someone that needs supervision still. That's usually always the holdup. But I remember talking to the University of Houston and they asked me so many tough questions. And the lady was like, so they were so mean, but the questions were so hard that it prepared me for every single interview after that. It's one of the hardest interviews I've ever done in my entire life. I'm like, I did so bad at this that I'm a fucking idiot. And I probably look so unprofessional, but I'm like, I literally knew everything and what to say moving forward. Like, how did you handle like a difficult situation right in the workplace? Learn how to answer that a lot better. Um, yeah. And like, what did you do to de-escalate it or work around it and work through it? Learn that one much better. Um, yeah, the strengths and weaknesses one. thing. Like I work. Yeah, that's a really tough one is how do you work through a difficult situation? Um, yeah. The strengths and weaknesses one. I got better at that as well through those conversations. Like you learn the code and the trigger words on what to say in these interviews. Doesn't matter what job you're searching for applying for you just got to learn the code words uh, so yeah. now like spence said that chat gpt has been really helpful because yeah. i would just google what are the interview questions for this job and i would send that to students too like okay you're going to interview for this mm -hmm. let's google it and then i send them it and then they practice it in therapy with me um so i did that for some jobs i'm currently doing that now with chat gpt like helping me do programming evaluations to run a clinic and it is like magnificent um, mm -hmm. So I remember taking it that one. It was like a, the Houston thing was bad. The Maryland thing was really bad. I've also had it where people will look at my resume and they'd be like, Nas. Like, oh my God, we love you. We would love to hire you, but you're not fully licensed and thus we can't. I've had people email me back like, this is a great resume. Hopefully when you get fully licensed, you reapply and then we'll accept you. And I was like, fuck. That's shitty. <laughs> Nothing was as shitty as Nebraska, uh, where I did all the interviews. We're talking nine hours of interviews and coach meetings. Uh, and then they're like, so Nazir, we love you. I wish you were my therapist, my personal therapist. I wish you were that. But we're going to go in a different direction because we're looking for something else. And I'm like, you've got to be shitting me. You've got to be shitting me right now. I thought I had that job in the bag because I knew how much they liked me. Um, COVID happened. They had to cut one position because they were going to hire two. They decided mm -hmm. to go drugs and alcohol instead of me. I don't know. Is what it is. Uh, that one hurt. That was kicking the balls. Um, I learned at that point to not set my expectations so high. To just, you know... Just think that you're not going to fucking get it. That way you don't get super excited. Because uh, I, I never want to get that happy ever again. Um, I know. I that like was a massive... Kind of reframing your thinking. Bro. I mean, we were looking at houses over there. Like, we, I mean, I was all in thinking this was going to happen. Um, and yeah, so then I got cut up right at the end. The interviews are tricky. Uh, I've had a lot of success stories where people keep asking me questions. You know, recently I've had an interview where it was supposed to be 30 minutes and we talked for 50 minutes. Uh, I feel like that's a good thing. Uh, I commonly, I was talking about today with my doctor, uh, a Filipino woman. Um, and we were talking about how some people may say things in a certain way where, you know, you feel like, is this a racial thing? 
is this because of the way I speak or the talk that I'm being asked this one specific question? Why the doubt or hesitation in me when you heard me articulate myself? And she says, she tells her story and she said, well, since I'm bubbly, she's very bubbly. She's a tiny, tiny woman. And, and, you know, she's, you know, a doctor and thus people may not take her as serious. People may see her in an interview as easily pushed over, ditzy, dumb. We, we use these words today. Um, Right, airheaded. And I said, with me, they'll think more thuggish, more ghetto, may unintelligent, unprepared, uh, not articulate. And like Spence said, you get in these interviews and sometimes you get rushed. Like, you, you know, you only got a certain amount of time, so I got to say this shit and I can't even be that articulate because I'm just literally just vomiting Lying. on you. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like I'm super nervous and I can't go methodically through these because you're going to ask me too many stupid questions that almost are un, uh, not even tangible to the job. Yeah. Man. So what yeah, do I, I do? I one. Yeah, I just had the same recent one with a, like a public school and they just, they had like a list of questions that I, that they wanted me to do beforehand, like, like 20 minutes before the interview. Um, they gave me two of the questions already to kind of look at, and then they were going to give me eight more, um, 10 questions, 20 minutes. It was, um, it was Eden Prairie public schools. Oh Lord. So, um, yeah. And so I pretty much, I couldn't think about any other questions because I had to do like something to present myself. Like they asked for a presentation to present myself and like something to do. And so, um, I made a video for them, wrote out a whole script for myself to, you know, um, to make it funny slash, you know, to talk about myself. And yeah, it was just, it was bad. It was bad in the way of, cause I hate it when I don't have enough time to answer a question and they only gave me three minutes per question, mm. three minutes per question. And so a, I didn't have enough time to prepare for those other questions because they were just like, out of nowhere, like, have you, how have you dealt with diversity in your life? And what, if you haven't, what would you do differently and all that shit? And I'm like, what the fuck? What? I, I don't, I, 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 the I, diversity I, question is always a question now. So everyone listening, they're going to ask you very specific questions. It's tell me about yourself and yeah. why you applied to the job. Why are you interested in the job? What, what is your role or what is your belief in diversity, equity, inclusion, those specific words? Tell me uh, uh, something that you had conflict with or an individual or trouble with, and, that, and then how did you get over it? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the trainings or education that you're doing currently or right now or moving forward? Those are the common ones. And then there'll be very job-specific ones. So for me as a therapist, it's clientele that you work with, modalities in therapy, case management, how do you work with eating disorders, medication, nutritionist. Um, so like Spence said, he got thrown a curveball. But if you're working in higher ed or in education systems, that's like one of the number one fucking questions there is. Right. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. It was just like, I felt like I answered it well, but at the same Probably time, did. didn't feel, I don't know. It just there were like four or five other people in the room and it was just even more intimidating intense. Yeah. yeah. Intimidating. And then also it's like, maybe I'm not what they think I am. You know, I talked about how I'm biracial and how, you know, 
I've I I try to keep open minded for everything. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um. So so it's it's tough sometimes, especially for those ones that really like just curveball, like could not answer anything better. Especially you're giving me twenty minutes for a que- like questions that like now I'm under the pressure of being like, oh shit, it's fifteen minutes. I only have five minutes to answer these fucking eight other questions. Correct. Right now. So, so it's trying to be precise and articulate. The only way to do that is to prepare. So you mm-hmm. need to know all the questions technically ahead of time. And so, which you can't. So the, so that means you need to have them all prepared for. So you have mm-hmm. to do a bunch of Googling, use chat GPT, get the questions, and then you need to methodically answer them and then throw them in the fucking chat GPT, have that spit out a more articulate response. And then you mm-hmm. memorize them and you memorize them and you memorize them. So that way, when you get into it, you already know, you already need to know the the conflict talk and what you're going to talk about, you already mm-hmm. already have to have examples for almost every single question ready. That's the only way to go about it as a neurodivergent individual, where if you've got ADHD, anxiety, speech issues, you need to have it. Preparation, preparation, preparation. And especially if you have any speaking issues or speech impediments or tics, then you need to prep it and you need to go through it with a friend also, if you are on the spectrum, uh, then you need to be looking for jobs and make sure that, you know, if it's a parent, then you need to click the ADA thing that says that, right, I'm on the spectrum or I have a disability, click disability. That way they can't hold it against you. Um, and you might even bring that up when they go tell me about yourself. When I'm, Salim's doing interviews, it's one of the main things I make sure that he says. That way they don't hold that mm-hmm. against him. We focus on right. punctuality. We focus on uh, never no-showing. We focus on quality of work. We focus on team building and, like, his lovability. But when it comes to being, mm-hmm. like, articulate and maybe memorizing things in the store, it might not be as good. Right. But he will always show up. And so I always focus on him as the employee. Uh, you can teach him things, but it might take a little bit longer. Right. So what was held against me the other day is that you're applying for this administration job. You're confident. I said a few things that could have come off as asshole-ish, but I said it in a very kind way. Um, so I said, I memorized all these things. I read your profiles. I know who you are. I know where you worked. I've done some research already. I've already done some strategic planning. I've done many things. I visualized this in my head many times. I said, it's just like how I train my athletes. Visualization leads to success. If you mm-hmm. shoot 100 free throws, you get better at free throws. If you visually rep shooting 100 free throws, you actually statistically get better at shooting free throws than if you were to do nothing. And so I rep this, and I rep this, and I said, so I thought about this for a while now. So I know some of the questions that you're going to ask. So then they start asking their questions, right? They're already pre-scripted. It gets to the, one of the administrators. She goes, nah, so you know everything. What am I going to ask? I said, well, you know. You're probably uh, you're probably going to ask me when you want me to sign the contract to come on the team. Mm-hmm. And they all started laughing because I'm like, you know, you signed me, you know, you're going to ask me, let's do this. And she was like, ha, ha, ha. So that's why the boss man called me confident. Um, mm-hmm. But I also exude confidence because I know what I'm talking about. I articulate myself well. My students love me. I do a good job. I am confident in my fucking job. Uh, he said, you're very passionate. So that's when I start to get weird when I start bringing up this stuff because the but was an administrator will not see as many clients. 
So you see 15, 20 hours, maybe 10 hours of clients because the rest is admin work, meetings, building out programming. I was like, yeah, I get that. All my jobs have held that against me, being passionate and loving students. They've always said, you'll be regretful that you take this job because you want to get to see students in long-term therapy. You won't get to see them as much. And they were right. I did regret taking the job that I took at Purdue because I don't get to see them as long. Still a good job. I'm still very happy. The expectation at the next place is that my caseload would reduce. That's why, I'm, that's why I got a doctorate. So the fact that they asked the question was concerning to me because obviously I know what the job description is. Uh, why am I going into this? Make sure you know the mission, the vision, and, and why you're applying for the job. Make sure you know the details in the job and you read it, uh, the description of it, because those are the points that you want to hit. Remember the things that you're going to study. Practice with someone, especially if you're neurodivergent. That way you can visualize and rep it. You're already going to be anxious as shit, so you might as well rep it with actually someone instead of in your head. I made a joke. I said, hey, you know, I'm so anxious for this. I damn near threw up. That wasn't true. It wasn't that I damn near threw up. It was that I damn near pissed on myself. I just didn't feel like saying that. Uh, it's funny because I already knew four out of the six people that I was interviewing with. Uh, all right. Resume. Throw it in a chat GPT. Have other professionals look at it. Um, there's a couple hacks that we could go over. I'm not going to explain those on here, but there's a couple hacks to throw some things in your resume. You know, where you throw in the mission statement, you know, you may put it in small print and you put it in white. They can't see it, but the computer algorithm picks it up and then they schedule an interview. Uh, so dress, uh, dress for the job that you're, you're going for. Um, you don't have to dress super, super, super bougie, but dressed appropriate for the job. Uh, for my neurodivergent folks, that means, you know, don't go up in there wearing shoes that are tied like super tight and the laces are all floppy or not tied at all or like super mm -hmm. dingy. Um, don't go in there smelling. Make sure your hair is combed. Uh, make sure your, your teeth is, is clean. Make sure you teeth got a, your teeth is, that's what my mom says. Uh, Love it. Make sure you got a nice shirt on. Make sure that your clothes are fitting. If you don't have money, look for donations and go to places. They will f help fit you. Um there's always Goodwill. There's, always, there's a lot of places that help fit you just stuff. for the job. Yep. Goodwill, Salvation Army, they might even give you the stuff at Salvation Army for an interview. Uh, certain colleges will help you out too. I know at St. Mary's they would donate clothes for people to do interviews. But make sure mm -hmm. you look kind of sharp for an interview. Um, all right. That was all the stuff that I had on there. Uh I'm telling you folks, the worst thing about interviews, me and Spencer in this phase right now, is the waiting. Yeah. The waiting. It's like, oh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. I'm like, oh my God, a few weeks. What does that mean? Yeah. That how about I interviewed for a couple jobs in February and I just got an email last week. We decided to go in a different direction. I'm like, no shit. Duh. I they told I, me two weeks. Two weeks. I kid you not, when I in 2016, when I applied to like 60-some jobs, I was still getting decline emails like a year and a half later. A year and a half later, I was in the weight room with Spencer, and it's like, yeah, you sorry you didn't get the job. I think it's been a year. Go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. That's terrible. It's terrible. I'm like, some of these interviews, man, I'm like, why would you make someone wait so long? 
you know especially if they give you like a specific date that they're gonna tell like actually tell you that you move on and stuff like that and then like today i just um oh yeah uh i sent a follow-up text to the person that i interviewed with because they said that late next week we'll let you know if you get it and then now it's monday and i'm like wow give me something tell me if i didn't get it or not or just give me a little update something you know like you it know happened to my dad since he this happened like 2018 he personally flew into michigan from minnesota for a job um this is like his second interview and he he was just like i know what i'm doing at this point he worked for the railroad company um and it this this upsets me and i wasn't even the person to interview for but they didn't call him they didn't text him they didn't email him they didn't send a letter in the mail nothing and this man spent his own money disrespectful in flight i'm like what the fuck i'm like i'm disappointed i want to go and yeah. do something but he was just so like disrespectful. do i want to work for a company like that no but still like no reimbursement for the flight or anything time wasn't compensated and i'm just like what the fuck is going on out here in this world like we can't email people or call and say, hey, thanks for coming, but we, no, something. For some reason, every time I apply to the University of Michigan, they never send me anything. They never give me a rejection, anything. And I never go okay. on to the next phase. I go into the next phase at almost every single place I go to. University of Michigan will not give me an interview. I have no I idea what's like going them. on. That's why I'm wearing Ohio State. I will never apply for that shit again. Uh, I'm just like, for real, you didn't, you didn't interview me for the in, for the therapist or the administrator job, but yet I'm getting an interview for some of the biggest programs in the nation. I'm getting interviews from John That's Hopkins. An it's, an it's, an it's an insult. It's weird. It's very disrespectful. Just give let very. me know if I'm not going to the next round. Um, right. So those of you with anxiety based disorders, panic disorders, do your best to you know be kind and patient to yourself, like me, Spence, Vicky. That you're gonna be anxious. Accept that. Go with it. It's completely fine and normalized. Like, don't be like, I should be cool about this. No, you should be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Preoccupy your time with something else. Distract yourself. Yeah. Some kind of distract yourself. Activities. Right. Play to baby Jesus. It. You know. You know. Whatever you got to do. Uh, and you just gotta wait it out. And you keep putting it in the air. And you just put faith in it. And it is what it is. We we'll see what happens. If it doesn't work out, you'll pivot. Right. And you'll pivot. What's for you will be for you. Yep. And it's all learning experiences. It's all growth. You can go get some coaching, work on the resume, work on the clothing, work on all the questions, right? You work on the questions. The biggest thing for neurodivergent folks is working on the questions and responses. Right. You, you have to practice it, people. You just have to out loud. Go in your room sure. and start acting that shit out. Um Go up in there like, I don't know, some of y'all might not like Obama. I don't really care. It's really not about politics. But his speech giving and pre presenting is very good. So learning how to be an order, uh, orator, right, presenter. It's good to have mm -hmm. when to pause, when to articulate, when to focus on one specific word. Um, inflection of voice, eye contact. If you don't like making eye contact, finding face points on their faces or looking past them or through them. There's things that you can work on, making sure that if you're going to shake hands and it's a firmer grip. So me and Salim worked on his handshake because it's very soft and limp. So I, we practiced where I had him squeeze my hand for like 10 minutes to get the right pressure. It shouldn't have to do that, but 
you know, you have to do I've that. I've always done that, but I feel like that's not welcomed as a woman, maybe. So you don't have to go super hard, but it needs to be, you know, at least a good grip. It, it can't be like just flat. That's how my brother's is very flat. Uh, mm -hmm. Whenever someone shakes my hand with just completely flat hand, I'm like, you know, divergent, aren't you? Uh, You're like, you saw it. No. I'm like, I'm like, so, well, it's because the social norm is to at least like grab the hand, not just put out this fish stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come hither. You go ready to shake it. Damn. <laughs> What's up, dog? <laughs> oh, twitchy ass. <laughs> Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, I was making sure he'll do it again later, though. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so certain things that you need to work on being neurodivergent because the, card, the cards are going to be stacked against you uh, because people pick who they want in the interviews. True. So it's not just based on your resume. Uh, so it's tricky. Be okay with the failure. God knows me and Spence, Vic, have fucked up a lot of interviews. Uh, or not necessarily messed up, but not gotten the job. So it's normal. It's super normal not to get the job. You're competing with a bunch of awesome, intelligent people. It's, it's hard, hard to deal with rejection. It's hard as shit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard as shit. Why? Why? Yeah. Just like me. Everybody else like me. Yep. Well, yeah, I don't even have that. I know I'm perfect for this job, motherfucker. I know. <laughs> My dad's like, he's like, just tell him you work real hard. I'm like, I know that. They, I, I get it, Dad. I work real hard. <laughs> um, like, you always show up. Like, yeah, yeah, that's one of the basic minimums is to always show up. <laughs> no, but he's always trying to hammer home your strengths. Uh, right. So today I did a reference check for a young man that was actually quite terrible at the end that works for me. But, you know, I'm not going to mm -hmm. hold him back. And I did his interview, and I gave him pretty good, honest reviews. I held back a few things. It's someone else's problem. I already fired him. Uh, and then, you know, he got the job today. The lady told me, yeah, I'm going to give him the job because his reviews have been okay. I'm like, hey, it, it is what it is. I'm not going to hold him back. God bless him. Uh, do your thing. A neurodivergent boy going through a lot of health issues. It is what it is. Uh, yeah, he needs. It's time to move on. He worked for me for five years. Um you know, I, I don't want no smoke. I feel like most people would have been petty as shit and then answered those questions poorly today. I don't want that. I don't want to fuck up anyone's life. He needs health insurance. Uh, I already know it's hard for neurodivergent people to land interviews. Uh, unlike other people, I actually hire my own people, neurodivergent folks. It's people are, I'm not hiring them. They don't know how to talk. Yeah, go fuck yourself, man. Calm down. Um, I hire people that are outside the box because we need to have different people with different minds working. I'm not saying this because I want any fucking, oh, yeah, you hire people on the spectrum. I don't want that. I'm just saying that it's good to give people a fucking chance. Mm -hmm. So that's today's pod. Hopefully it helps mm -hmm. normalize and validate that people are going through a bunch of shit when it comes to making friends, articulating, job interviews, weird shit, speech. Like, it's all super fucking anxious. All of us kind of suck at it, and we're just doing our best. Uh if you find someone weird, ask them to hang out. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Not creepy hey, weird. You're a weirdo. Come with me. 
<laughs> not creepy weird. Oh, okay. Like, oh, yeah. I we'll define that later. Yeah, creepy weird is like like stalkery, like cre- creepy oh. vibes. Yeah, cringe vibes. Oh, the ick. That's what my girls call it. The ick. The ick. If they give you the ick, not the ick. If they're just weird, like they're funny and goofy, or they like mm-hmm. they they like the nerdy shit that you like, Dungeons and Dragons or some shit like that. Something Catan, something about Catan. Catan. Oh, yeah, it's a board game. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's the end of our show, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, for watching our clips from Step Brothers um, and talking about interviews, talking about friendships. Wow. How did we become friends, y'all? Chinese food. We just like talking shit and eating food. Yep. Yep. Um, that was pretty much it. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Vic, for joining us today. Thank you. Um, everyone, please go like, subscribe, follow, share, do all of it. And also, we have a tip. We have a tip menu in our link tree. The tip. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Little, little, yes. little, little, do, little, little donation. And also, we have merch, so go buy that. So give us all your money, all of it. <laughs> We want all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Yar. Yeah, matey. Pirate. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody. This is Different Spectrums Podcast. Bye. Much love. Just got canceled by the five pirates in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Yar, I do not like their show. <laughs> <laughs> all right.